Psalm 74, a contemplation by Asaph. God, why have you rejected us forever? Why does your anger smolder against the sheep of your pasture? Remember your congregation, which you purchased of old, which you redeemed to be the tribe of your inheritance, Mount Zion in which you lived. Lift up your feet to the perpetual ruins, to the evil that the enemy has done in the sanctuary. Your adversaries have roared in the middle of your assembly. They have set up their standards as signs. They behave like men wielding axes, cutting through a thicket of trees. Now they break all its carved wood down with hatchets and hammers. They have burned your sanctuary to the ground. They have profaned the dwelling place of your name. They said in their heart, we will crush them completely. They have burned up all the places in the land where God was worshipped. We see no miraculous signs. There is no longer any prophet, neither is there any among us who knows how long. How long, God, shall the adversary reproach? Shall the enemy blaspheme your name forever? Why do you draw back your hand, even your right hand? Take it from your chest and consume them. Yet... God is my king of old, working salvation through the earth. You divide the sea by your strength. You broke the heads of the sea monsters in the waters. You broke the heads of Leviathan in pieces. You gave him as food to people and the desert creatures. You opened up the spring and stream. You dried up mighty rivers. The day is yours and the night is also yours. You have prepared the light and the sun. You've set all the boundaries of the earth. You have made the summer and the winter. Remember this, that the enemy has mocked you, Yahweh. Foolish people have blasphemed your name. Don't deliver the soul of your dove to the wild beasts. Don't forget the life of your poor forever. Honour your covenant, for haunts of violence fill the dark places of the earth. Don't let the oppressed return to shamed. Let the poor and the needy praise your name. Arise, God, please your own cause. Remember how the foolish man mocks you all day. Don't forget the voice of your adversaries. The tumult of those who rise up against you ascends continuously. So this psalm is describing a situation where the temple has been burnt down, the people have been taken away, and the name of God is mocked continuously. There's some kind of enemy in the land that is... Um, you know, oppressing the people. But the psalm is written by Asaph, and that type of situation did not happen when the Asaph that we spoke of in the last chapter was living. So Asaph, we said, was one of the people that David picked. He was in charge of a choir. They sang songs in the sanctuary, in the tabernacle, and then when Solomon built the temple, they sang songs in the temple. But he's describing a time where the temple is destroyed, it's been burnt down, people carted off, there's oppressors in the land. He's describing the what sounds like the Babylonian destruction like 400 and something years later. So we've got a little tricky little thing to resolve here about this psalm. It says it's a psalm of Asaph, but how could it be a psalm of Asaph if Asaph was picked by David but it's describing events 400 years later. Obviously, he didn't live 400 years. <laughs> people, hadn't, people had stopped living that long, way back like at the time of Abraham, lives were starting to get shorter. Here's the options. Number one, it's a different Asaph. 
Number two, it's a descendant of Asaph. And that kind of could be possible because we have so songs by the sons of Korah. It doesn't tell us who they are, but they're descendants of Korah. So, or it's talking about a different destruction of Jerusalem that we don't know about. That's kind of, the only possibility there is during the days of Solomon's son Rehoboam, when the Pharaoh of Egypt, Shishak, he attacked um, Judah, but he actually didn't destroy the temple. So it doesn't quite fit. Um, but technically, Asaph could have been alive when that attack happened. Or there's another destruction that was less dramatic, but the, the language is hyperbolized to make it sound more dramatic. Or it was a prophecy about the future destruction. Or, and I think the last option is the correct one, this was written by someone in the choir of Asaph. So you know that the, there were these choirs that would sing. So it's quite possible that in the future there was someone who was a part of that choir that used to minister, and so therefore they said this was a song by Asaph because it was a part of that group. I think it's the last one. So I think this is a song written not by the same Asaph as the last chapter, but by someone who's a part of that group of Asaph. So that way you can say we can say it's a psalm by Asaph, and um, but this is written for more than 400 years later. And it's written at a time when Jerusalem is destroyed and it's flattened and the temple's been burnt down, people have been carted off. So that's, we see in the Psalms, they're not, not all the Psalms are written by David, they're written by different people and some of them are written hundreds of years later. And it's, it's later that someone else has gathered up all the different parts of the Psalms and put them into the books and then put the five books together in one big book. So that's what we call the, the person who was the compiler. So the authors of the Psalms are many people, but there's one compiler and we do not know who that person is. So Psalm 74 is a Psalm written much, much later. And it says things like, lift up your feet to the perpetual ruins, all the evil that the enemy has done in the sanctuary. So yeah, the temple's been destroyed. And um, yeah. It's, it's not talking about the time of Solomon. At the time of David, the, the tabernacle was not destroyed. Verse four, your enemies have roared in the middle of your assembly. Well, this is an interesting little point. When, um, when the Israelites went to Egypt and they came out of Egypt, there were these 10 plagues. Each one of the plagues was a demonstration that God was more powerful than an Egyptian God. Now, the Egyptian gods were not even real gods. They were demons, but there were demons assigned to various things. But when God poured out the plagues, he was demonstrating that he was the Lord. These Egyptian gods were not even real gods. So he destroyed their power and they were humiliated. But now what's happening is it's like God has stepped back and his own temple has been destroyed. So it looks like in the mind of these invading Babylonians that the God of Israel is not a god. It looks like he has no power. <laughs> so, but, but the truth is the Lord let himself be humiliated. Now, the Lord did it because he had a bigger plan, a plan that was lasting. You know, it's a plan right through to our day and even beyond our day. The Lord's thinking of all salvation history. He's not just thinking of the humiliation of the moment. You think about, um, you know, we, we all go through little moments in life where we basically face humiliation, but for a better purpose. Like you think of, um, I can remember as a child, you know, my dad, he had to get a needle and an immunization. And at the time, 
they used to give it to you in your bottom. And uh, no, now they don't, at least I don't think they do. They give it to you in your arm. But at the time it was in the bottom. And I remember dad had to go in and he had to lay on a bed and they pulled down his pants just a little tiny bit at the back and gave him the needle. And I remembered thinking as a boy, oh, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> well, you know, in dad's mind, yeah, it is embarrassing, but he, he knew that there was a, something beyond the embarrassment that made it necessary. And so God knew that his name would be mud in the earth. He knew that people would look down on him and say, what type of a God is this that would let his own temple be destroyed? But God was thinking of bigger, grander things to come. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and he really was. And so in verse um, 10, Asaph says, he's, he's now talking directly to the Lord. Now, this is not Asaph, the person of the last chapter, but this is, you know, someone of the group of Asaph. He says, how long, God, will the adversary reproach? How long will, you, will the enemy blaspheme your name? So he's saying to God, why are you putting up with this? Why are you letting people blaspheme your name? Do something. And in verse 18, he says to the Lord, Remember, the enemy has mocked you, Yahweh. Foolish people blaspheme your name. And in verse 23, he says to the Lord, Do not forget the voice of your adversaries. Those who rise up against you ascend continuously. So he prays this prayer where he says to the Lord, Look how terrible things are and look how disgraced your name is. Lord, do something. And I'd like to put it to you that that's that's the situation we find in the West, Western nations right now. The name of the Lord is mocked continuously in the media. And Lord, there, there are people who mock the Lord and they don't even, it's become so normal to just make fun of Christians and make fun of the church, and make fun of the Bible and it's all just made up. And they, they speak like so derogatory, derogatorily, in such a derogatory fashion about the things of the Lord He's mocked continuously. Now, of course, the Lord has a plan, like I said, temporary humiliation for long-term gain. But our prayer should be right here, the prayer of Asaph. You need to make it your prayer. Say, Lord, how long will you put up with this mocking? Do something, Lord. Let your name be honoured and pray like that for your city, for your church, for your region, that the gospel will have power and things will be turned around. So, Lord, that is our prayer today as well. Father, I pray you would not put up any longer with the mocking of your name. And may people take, Lord, the indignation to heart. May Christians take it to their hearts that they will not put up with your name being dragged through the mud, but we will become prayerful, people of faith and grace and servants to represent you in the name of Jesus. Amen.